day. And it's been a good day in the Lord already. But we need another blessing tonight. We ask you for one in Jesus' name. Amen. I was thinking about just uh, getting a brand new life. And so if you would turn over to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. I want to just show you some things if I can. Out of the Bible, I love to read and study the book of Romans. In Romans chapter 6, and I would like to begin to read in verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into His death? Therefore we are buried with Him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall be also in the likeness of His resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, died no more. Death had no more dominion over him, for in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Pray with me, please. Father, would you bless us tonight now as we study thy word together. And I ask you, Father, that you give each one a need from thy scriptures as you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of Romans is one of the greatest masterpieces, I think, of literature, even if it wasn't the word of God. But it is the word of God. And God has pictured, uh, pictured all through this book. The first three chapters of this book of Romans, this book deals primarily with one subject. Chapter 1, 2, and 3 deals with the total depravity of the human heart. Uh, these chapters show why everyone must be saved. They show why there must be an uh, innocent, spotless Savior without blemish or sin to die for sinful people such as each one of us. The key verse to these teachings is in chapter 3, verse 23. For all the sin comes short to the glory of God. Dr. Joe Henry Hankins used to say, you can't get people saved and you get them lost. And I know that's the truth. I've been preaching and teaching all these years and preaching uh, people that I've tried to deal with about getting saved. Well, I'm not that bad, but you can't help them. And so uh, you have to get them lost first. No one's going to get saved until they realize he is lost in sin and needs to be saved. If we're not lost and undone and on our way to hell, why did Jesus die on the cross then? And what benefit is the resurrection? So the first one, two, three chapters paint a dark picture. Then chapters four and five show that we are justified by faith. Look at chapter five, verse one. Chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So chapter 5 shows us that we're justified by faith. 
justification is that we have been declared righteous in the eyes of God. We didn't do it. Jesus did it for us. Justification didn't take place within a believer, but regeneration did. Justification takes place in the mind and heart of the eternal God. When a person comes out of darkness into light, out of sin into grace, when you come into Jesus Christ, God the Father, in the eternal counsel of heaven, declared you righteous in His sight. So God is the one that justifies. Ecclesiastes says, Whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. God never changes His mind about redemption truth. It has been and always will be. We're justified in the eyes of God if we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. All that covers the first five chapters of Romans. Chapter 6, 7, 8 shows a tremendous struggle. We find after a person is saved, a struggle comes in between the flesh and the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 uh, talks about this subject. In other words, uh, the hardest thing to realize after a Christian gets saved, they think everything's going to be roses. Everything's going to be great since they got saved. And then all of a sudden you find out that you still got the body and the flesh to continue with. And you got a battle that goes on within here all the time. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit in you is telling you to live for Christ. Your flesh still has the desires of the world. I was talking to somebody about that this morning. And once a person gets saved does not mean that you can't be tempted by the devil. Yes, you can. And your flesh will be tempted by the devil. But the Holy Spirit in us wants us to do what God wants us to do. Amen? So you find in chapter 5 that there's a great struggle goes on within our members after we're saved. Then Romans chapters 9, 10, and 11 are parenthesis chapters, a section dealing with the past, present, and future of the Jews, the nation Israel. And chapter 12, 13, 14, and 15 shows the outreach of the Christian life. Then chapter 16 is personal. There are 27 names of Paul's friends mentioned in chapter 16. 19 were men, 5 were women. And all love the Lord. Now, let's go back to chapter 6, if you would please. Paul says, anyone who has been justified, saved, and is a child of God, he should walk in newness of life. Verse 4. Therefore, we're buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now, notice something here. You get this newness of life from the Bible. Eight new things for every Christian is given to us in this new life. Number one, we have a new covenant. When Jesus instituted what we call the Lord's Supper, uh, he, look over in Luke for, for just a minute, please. In Luke 22, and uh, I want you to read one verse with me, verse 20. Luke 22 and verse 20. Likewise also, the cup after supper, uh, say, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. Now notice in Hebrews chapter 8, if you take Hebrews chapter 8, and you study it with this, he spoke of this new covenant of blood. <laughs> he reminds us 
God has said, their sin and their iniquities will I remember no more. Aren't you glad you saved today for this reason? My mind carries me back to the old sins all the time. That's the flesh. But you know what the Bible says God does with your old sins? He puts it behind him. He'll never remember them again. That's the new covenant. Their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. I'm a child of God. The blood of Jesus Christ is God's guarantee that He has put the sins of the believer behind His back eternally. 1 John 1, 7 says if we'll confess our sins, that He'll forgive us of all our sins. This new covenant of blood means their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. That's the innocent dying for the guilty. Then <laughs> it means a new commandment. In John 13, 34, turn over there with me just a minute. In John 13, in verse 34, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. We are to love everybody, amen? But not only that, not as I, it used to be uh, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but... In the last part of John 13, verse 34, if you look at it again, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And I've said this many times, the way that I learned that I could forgive anybody of anything they ever done against me, and I get mad with them about it, and I get to thinking about it, if Jesus could forgive me of what He forgave me, I could sure forgive you. Amen? And that's what that newness, the new covenant is. A new covenant is we are to love others as Jesus loved us and died for us. It used to be me first and then others. Since I got saved, it's others and then me. And that's what it's talking about. The new creation we have also. In 2 Corinthians 5.17 says the newness of life means... Oh, God, make me a man, woman, or child that I've never been before. That's conversion. That's what conversion means. I'm converted. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen? That's a new creation. We also have a new man. Turn with me to Ephesians now, chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And I'd like you to look in verse 24. That you put on the new man which after God is created in righteous and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking evil, every man truth with his neighbor, for members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down on your wrath, neither give place to the devil. So we're new creatures. We're, create, we're a new creation. We're a new man. We're not like we used to be, period. <clears throat> then we have a new way. Throw to Hebrews chapter 10. <coughs> Excuse me, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into holiness by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, with his flesh. We have a high priest over the house of God. Draw nigh with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. 
when we get saved, we become a new man. Before, and, and this is what I have a lot of trouble with uh, hearing people. I, I listen to some of these statesmen and so-called preachers on TV that gets up before the president and all them praying. And I listen, and, that, and I guarantee their prayers don't go no higher than the ceiling. And, uh, but uh, an unsaved person, he can put on a show and pray it, but he ain't getting anywhere. Did you know only a saved person can pray? You know why? We're a new man and we have a new way. And that new way is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I never try to pray without first pleading the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over my own sins. I want to be welcomed at the throne of God. And the Bible says we can approach the throne of God boldly. Now that's not uh, being a smart aleck. That's just simply by the grace of God I am welcomed at the throne of God. That's a new way. Then we have a new name in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 7. Look at Revelation chapter 2. I'm sorry, in verse 17. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith in the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, save he that receiveth it. This is where the Masons, uh, if you ever studied Masonry, uh, you'll understand that this, this is where they get some of that. They have a, a black stone and a white stone, and, and I never have got into all of that, but they don't understand what God is saying to you and I today is since uh, I got saved, I got a new name. I'm a child of God. Amen. I'm a son of God. That's my new name. I'm a child of God. He made me so. And He gave me a white stone instead of an old black heart. Then we have a new song. Revelation chapter 5. Look at Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9. If you would please. Revelation chapter 5 verse 9. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Elizabeth, I think it was, a while ago when I was singing, she said, what is that? She thought I was groaning in the morning. I was told her, that's singing. Don't you know what singing is? But I want to tell you what's the truth. I got a new song in my heart. Amen. I go around singing all the time. I've been saved by God's grace and I can sing. I can enjoy my salvation because God give me a new song in my heart. Then lastly, we have a new heaven. Look at chapter 21. Chapter 21 of Revelation in verse 1. Please. Revelation chapter 21 verse 1. And a new heaven, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. Have you ever thought about this? One of these days, the Bible says that God's going to renovate this earth. He's going to burn it up. Amen? We're going to be absent body present with the Lord when all that's going on down here. But He's going to renovate this earth. And it's going to be a brand new world. I believe it's going to be like the Garden of Eden down here again. And we're going to be welcome to live here with His children on this earth i got a brand new heaven waiting on me. Amen.
and I'm looking forward. When I think about this life, and God's been so good to me, and He's given me these 85 years to live on this earth, and every once in a while I get talking about pains and aches in this body, and I want something new. Amen. I'd just like to have a new life, and I got one coming. And when I read the Bible, I get all excited about it. God's given me new things. I don't know about y'all. Now, I know some people like antiques. They buy antiques. Barry's always looking for antique cars. I told him one day, Barry, you know, have you ever been to a brand new car dealer? You sit down in the brand new... That's the reason I don't go. Or you sit down in one... If they can get you to sit down in a brand new car and smell that thing, and smell that newness, you'll buy that thing if you ain't careful. So don't go down there. Amen? But I, I, I laugh at people buying antiques. I, I love antiques. I don't. Antiques have a smell about them. They have that old musty smell. And Now, if you've got some, just forget about what I'm saying. But, but they have that old musty smell about them and they old used clothes and old used cabinets and stuff. Old used couch and stuff, you know, antique stuff and so on. I want brand new. I mean new stuff. Smells new. Got a new smell to it. I like that. Amen. You ever think about getting a new life? God said He'd give us a new life. I'm tired of this one. I'm brand new. Amen. Have somebody present water, brand new life. And you get in the Bible and you'll find out no more aches, no more pain, no more devil, none of these things. Brand new start. That's what I'm looking for. I'm excited about it. Stand there. Heavenly Father, thank You for Your goodness tonight. And thank You for each one being here. Would You bless our people as they go out into the world this week to work? Would You walk over, watch over them, Lord, and, and bless them in every avenue that they in? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank You so much for being here tonight.